All right, Micah. You've got 10, 10 score blackjack, and the dealer has nine. Do you want to hit, or do you want to stand? Hit me. All right, you got blackjack. Hit me. Micah, you have blackjack. If I hit you, you're going to bust, and you're going to lose all your chips. Hit me. Okay. You now have 24. You busted, and you lost just $1,000 in chips. Hit me. Micah, I don't think you understand how this game works. I thought the higher the score, the better you got. No, you're trying to get to 21. Hit me. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. We already got the 21 episodes. So, anyways, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And my friend Micah doesn't know how the game of Blackjack works, but luckily we're going to do this 21st episode of this podcast. It's the Donut Box Podcast. Alright, Chris. 21. How does that make you feel? We, we made it past 20 and we're not cancelled yet. Yeah, uh, so far, so good. Um, I'm gonna be excited whenever we get past uh, the episodes that correlate to our age. Uh, so when we make more episodes than years that then we've been alive. I'll be super excited. But hey, uh, happy Easter to all of y'all. I know Easter was yesterday uh, when this uh podcast airs but happy easter to everybody thank you to all of our supporters and uh yeah man it's great to know about these uh 21 episodes man it's feeling good so what do we have on the agenda today for our our podcast so we're going to start off with the old-fashioned donut now it's a little different than our other old-fashioned donuts normally we just have a story from our past we're going to start kind of a newer series if you will talking about the people of our past, or the characters of our past. And today, we're going to go with a guy. We're going to call him Tim. Now, Chris, Tim was our youth pastor. Do you remember Tim? Yeah, I remember Pastor quote-unquote Tim. That wasn't his real name, but I remember him very well. Let's just say uh, he, part, a lot of what he did and what he taught was a lot of the reason why I walked away from the... Uh, the church. But anyways, we're not here to talk about that, although I may talk about it a little bit. But we're here to talk about why he's part of our wacky characters from our past. Why is he part of our wacky characters from our past? There's, you know, I think it was from the grace of God that nothing bad ever happened with a lot of the stunts that happened during these times. So, um, being, you know, a youth group and everything, we had these events once a month, and we called them net parties. And uh, the net parties, man, the themes were always a little out there. Um, definitely brought people in, but it was always a little bit out there. Um, I'll just, just this will sum the guy up all in one right here. So we had this party. It was called the Redneck Party. And... Um, you know, I, I it was really bad because they invited this family that was like really country. And I mean, they got their RV out there and they had them in like overalls and stuff like welcoming people in. It was kind of I mean, I don't I don't think people I don't think they realized people were making fun of them. But anyways, I digress. He buys this toilet and this toilet, like, somehow they rigged the piping to where it would make almost a fountain. And so that's where you got your punch from, was from the toilet. And this was the kind of guy he was. He thought that that was fantastic. 
and we were all drinking from a toilet. What do you think about that, Chris? Do you remember the toilet? How could you forget? Yeah, I remember the toilet. Uh, he was. Uh, I will say that those parties were very. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of those parties. I think sometimes they kind of got a little lazy with uh, the themes. There was a Chuck Norris party. Uh, I love Chuck Norris, uh, but I think they could have maybe went with maybe a different theme party. Uh, that's no disrespect to Chuck Norris. Uh, but this guy, he just had weird and just out. He was just out there. And uh, he, I don't know, a lot of it was, I don't really remember any of his sermons. I just remember a lot of what he taught, and he was very, uh, he preached a lot based off of his emotions, and sometimes he would just say outlandish things, like I remember one time we were in small, uh, like uh, it was like a Sunday school on a Sunday morning, and it was just all of us middle school boys, and he was teaching the lesson, and I don't know where he got off on this, but he just started say talking he was teaching a lesson he was like yeah he was like that's why you have to be bold to stand up for christ he was like all of you in this room you don't have the balls to stand up for christ and like as soon as he said that a lady walked in and we just looked at him and was like why are you telling me i don't have the balls to stand up for christ and like he would say like just crazy things he was more known for his sayings than his actually like his messages but i remember he taught like you could make God mad and lose the Holy Spirit, and he was just very, uh, he come from a charismatic background, so I know he was teaching all he knew, but, uh, or what he was brought up in, but yeah, he he just taught a lot of, uh, different things. He was just, what's some, oh, let me tell you another story. Micah, do you want to tell him about how you, uh, you got, you pranked him on an encounter one time? Sure, I'll tell that one. So we had these events called encounters, and um, we can explain that later. Anyways, I would work a lot of these. Chris would too. And you had to sign up for these shower times, right? And so you had this sign-up sheet and everything. And so he goes, and I look at the sign-up sheet, and I see when he's going to take this shower. So I decide to go in there, and... (laughs) I walk up there and I go to the urinal and I start going to the bathroom, right? But not normal like or anything. I started pounding on the walls and I started being like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And like making these really not very good in church noises. And homie full on butt naked popped out of that shower and started, I mean, give me the business. What were you doing? What were you doing in here? It's like, you get out of here right now. I mean, he was, (laughs) it was Fairly funny. He, he, I mean, he wasted no time either. He popped right out of there and, I mean, scared the mess out of me. I thought he was just, I didn't know what he was going to do, but I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, he, he, I don't know. He, you just had to like meet him because he was just really interesting. And I, this is like probably what was the nail in the coffin for me um, that maybe like really want to like leave the youth group or walk away. So like, uh, our youth group, of course, with most youth groups, it had become very clicky, and it was like it was to the point where whenever a new person talk came in, no one would talk to them, and like me and Micah noticed it, so we would like c- talk to the new people, and we just noticed that like things were getting very uh, like toxic in the youth group. So I brought this to uh, the youth pastor's attention, and he sat me and Micah down in a chair, and he drew he had a piece of paper and he drew a black dot in the middle of the paper and he held it up and he said, what do you see on this paper? And I said, 
a black dot. And then he said, what else do you see? And Michael was like, the black dot's not all the way colored in. And he was like, what else do you see? I was like, the black dot is small. He was like, what else do you see? I was like, I don't know what you're trying to get me to say here. And he was like, you also see the white paper around the black dot, but you're so busy focusing on the black dot that you can't see the rest of the picture. And he basically told me that the problem was with me and not with our youth group. So, um, but anyways, what other wacky things would uh, Pastor Tim do? So we ended up having one time, it was like a, a fear factor contest, that middle school retreat that one time. And uh, if I remember correctly, they had a jalapeno eating contest. Um, there was also a Alka-Seltzer contest where you like, it's like, how many Alka-Seltzers can you put in your mouth? And like, they were like dumping water down these kids throat. Uh, so I'm surprised like nothing happened between that. Um, the other one that I remember too is, uh, they bought those like industrial size rubber, not rubber, like the plastic trash cans. And they were, they basically like put the trash can over our heads and they lined us up. And they had like this whole little tournament where we basically ran into the middle of the room and we would smash into each other. And whoever was standing wins. Well, I'm a rather big guy. So I end up making it to like the very end. And all I remember is, I mean, I made contact with that kid. It was it was pretty hard. And uh, we both ended up falling down. Um, so I'm not sure why, you know, I'm not sure how that came out with no concussions or lawsuits. Um, there was also... Back to that redneck party, they had souped up this lawnmower, and I remember they were going to have this lawnmower race out in the parking lot of the church, and so they end up having this lawnmower race. Well, of course, like, Pastor Tim's lawnmower wins, and then there was this guy who owned, like, one of those truck customization shops, so he had, like, this big jacked-up truck, and he was like, well, I'll race you, and it was supposed to be, like, all set up and whatnot, but... Pretty much what ended up happening was that truck ended up like getting behind that lawnmower and he almost died a bunch. <laughs> That's all I remember. I was just sitting there watching going, oh my gosh, I think he's going to die. You know what? Also, too, he was just very, he was very scatterbrained and like you would like go up to him and be like, hey, Pastor Tim, uh, what what time is uh youth going to be next week? And he'd be like, you know what sounds good right now? some roles from Texas Roadhouse. And then he would, like, go on and, like, he'd, like, talk to you. And then he'd, like, switch in the middle of a sentence and, like, then start talking about some other ideas. But, yeah, this guy was just... We had a... I mean, everybody has a crazy youth pastor, but this guy was a... He he, he, he was he was something else. Like I said, uh, there were a lot of times I wanted to quit going to youth, and I actually did stop going to youth for a while because of that and other factors. Uh, but, yeah. Um... I will say another thing before we got into the youth group, they used to do this thing and I always wanted to be in the youth group for it. It was, they had like, he had it set up to where it was like almost, you know, almost like a club atmosphere. Remember that where they had like bodyguards and stuff like that to where it's like, they wouldn't let parents in and stuff like that. And they would get all these bands that came in. And the only one that I remember in particular that came in, it was like this Christian punk rock band and they were, um, what was it called? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think is what it was called. Because the only thing I remember is they set up the whole thing to be like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, like Willy Wonka themed with like candy everywhere and all this other stuff. And it was just really outlandish. <laughs> it was really outlandish. Yep. So 
that was uh, crazy characters from our past, wacky characters from our past, and that was uh, Pastor Tib. Uh, names have been changed to protect the innocent. We will do uh, some more. Wait till next week. We got uh, uh, some good stories about uh, some coworkers that we used to work with. Uh, but yeah, uh, so uh, what's the next segment, Micah? The next segment is the Jelly Donut, which is our jail report. <laughs> So, Chris, this one is going to blow your mind. You know, normally we do people who have recently been arrested or, you know, it's not too serious most of the time. Most of the time the stories are crazy, but not too crazy. This one is about murder. So, this is called uh, The Killings of Mary Morris's, and there's an S for a reason. So, over the course of five days... Two women, both by the name of Mary Morrison, or Mary Morris, I'm sorry, were reported missing and later found slain. So, same town, same names, five days apart, they end up being missing. So, ends up what happens is, of course, they put on this whole entire investigation and come to find out that one of the Mary Morrisons had a husband who was having a long-standing affair. And it apparently it got pretty nasty and they and that Mary Morris wanted a divorce and all this other stuff and ended up what was going to happen was she was going to take a lot of money, you know, as happens in divorces, especially when there's an affair involved. And so Mr. Morris decides to hire a hitman to take care of his wife, to get rid of her. So... <laughs> Ends up, what happens is, the hitman kills the wrong Mary Morris. Goes over to her house and whacks her, kills her. Wrong Mary Morris. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, the husband gets back in contact with the hitman and apparently tells him, Hey, you got the wrong Mary Morris. This is my wife. And so then the hitman proceeds to kill the right Mary Morris. So, you know, <laughs> they're saying this is one of the first times, you know, this potentially has ever happened on record. They've never found anybody with two identical names and, like, a mistaken identity get somebody whacked on, like, that level. They're, you know, it, I'm sure if it's out there, it's probably pretty rare. But it's saying here in this article they couldn't find it anywhere or something like that happening. My question is, is how did they get all that information? Did the husband get arrested? And like, where did this even happen? So this happened in Ohio and ended up what happened. Um, so they did a bunch of, you know, ended up what happened was Mr. Morris is girlfriend or mistress or whatever you want to call her was the one that ended up telling about what ended up happening because she was a witness to the whole thing. In fact, Mr. Morris wanted her to kill his wife at one point and was going to, uh, and there was also life insurance involved, of course. So they were going to pay out the life insurance policy and he was trying to sell her on, you know, we'll get the life insurance money and we'll be out of here and we'll, you know, have a good life together elsewhere. And she ended up saying no. So he ended up hiring the hitman instead. Um, 
But of course, now she knows everything. So when the police got her, she told everything, apparently. Is she going to be charged as well because she knew about the whole thing and then basically said, no, nah, hire a hitman? Because that kind of sounds like uh, being an accomplice. It does, but apparently she got off maybe for her like testimony or something. Because, I mean, I, I without the testimony, it's kind of circumstantial. I mean, it doesn't sound like they had like hard evidence about it. Could you imagine, like, and I'm sure that happened all the time in that town, like, the same name, them getting mixed up all the time. Like, I mean, Morris and Mary are pretty common names. So, you know, the chances of having two people with the same name are, like, pretty, um, you know, it's not it's not uncommon. But, man, just the fact that you got whacked just because you were the, it was a mistaken identity, man, like, that's absolutely crazy. Like, the whole story is wild. When you first told me about it, I was like, oh, maybe this it's like a serial killer, and he just has a thing for people with the name Mary Morris and stuff, and he's, like, hitting, you know, going from town to town, killing Mary Morris or whatever. But I was like, man, like, that's crazy. Like, just to be at the wrong place at the wrong time, and then it's like, well, the hitman, I guess, did the job, you know, I guess, and so, you know, the thing with Hitman, they're probably, like, he's probably, like, under the radar and off the grid and all that good stuff. Which, yeah, they never found the Hitman. The only person that they charged was Mr. Morris. But uh, the weird thing is, um, according to the rest of the records here, um, apparently one of, so the first Mary Morris, the the mistaken identity of Mary Morris, um, was found in a burnt-out car. So, like, I guess they planted something on the car and exploded or, you know, set fire to the car or something like that. Um, the second time, there was uh, – so the second Miss Morris, the right one, uh, was shot in the head. So a little bit of a different – normally, the weird thing is normally with Hitman, I've noticed that they have – styles right normally they have preferred methods and it doesn't really vary that far off i mean i'm not like a hitman expert i've only watched movies but <laughs> i mean normally they're pretty close so it's it's just a very interesting story i mean it's a very weird story well to go back to that i'm sure after the hitman realized oh it was the wrong Mary Morris, he was like, I can't kill the second Mary Morris the same way because then people are going to know it's me. So that's probably why he changed it up to uh, to make sure that there was like no connection between the two. Uh, but I mean, with the same name, that's obviously going to be a connection because think if he would have if it would have been one Mary Morris and then two Mary Morrises that were burned up in a car, then the police would have found it easier um, but I'm sure that's why he like changes it up because I'm sure he does have his own certain style. Uh, I guess, you know, we're not advocating for Hitman, but the whole thing is just absolutely fascinating. I mean, who would have ever thought like, of course, you know, there's a first time for everything. So, but like you were saying before, I couldn't imagine being the person who gets whacked. You get to the other side and it's like, you know, I died for nothing pretty much for, you know, it's not really me. Um, but yeah, no, that was that's a crazy story. It's a, I figured that would be a good jelly donut little little change up here. So our next segment is going to be the donut hole. So this week 
it's going to be kind of loose and easy here. What we're going to do is, uh, you know, Chris and I like playing video games. And we've been playing um, some new stuff here lately. But we today want to talk about the classics from childhood, from our childhood. Now, if you're a little bit older out there, you're probably going to hear some of these titles and say, oh, well, that's not, you know, that old. Well, that was childhood for us. So that's the nostalgia stuff. Um, oh, man, I remember Chris getting his first gaming console. What kind of gaming console was it, Chris? It was a Nintendo GameCube. That's exactly what it was. A Nintendo GameCube, but the first game I ever got on it was, I think, Super Mario Party 7. But the GameCube had been out for, like, a hot minute. So when we got it, it was, like, two or three years after it came out. Uh, our family was not, like, particularly wealthy, so, like, us getting stuff was not, like, you know, it, it was a couple years down the road. Uh, and then I think the second game that we ever got for it was actually a game that uh, my buddy Micah got for me. It was Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2. And let me tell you, that is one of my favorite uh, racing games because guess what? You could not only be the racer, but you could also be the cop. And you could, like, call in an assistance or you could, like, call in a spike strip or you could, like, call in a helicopter. And uh, my that was during the time, like, of the Fast and Furious days when, like, street racing and stuff was like a big deal and uh my dad was not a big fan of that game because he was like uh uh that promotes street racing uh uh you ain't gonna play that in my house um I, th I think the first ever video game I remember actually playing was actually at Micah's house and I had to be like of course I told you we didn't grow up with video games so uh it was like it was a demo of like a WWE well back then it was WWF uh game and you the only characters you could play as is as sting and as goldberg and it was a wrestling game and i remember that game i do too i remember you could hit people with a chair and stuff like that it was it was pretty fun um so it wasn't common for us especially uh in our subsect of religion to have video games it really was frowned upon um i started having video games what ended up happening i had an original playstation uh, that's cause my dad was in the military and he went off to war. And once he got off to war, then, um, he went and bought a PlayStation. Well, when he came back, he really didn't have time to play it. So now we got a PlayStation in the house and of course I'm going to play it. Why not? Um, and like Chris said, there was not that many games to it. There was, uh, that demo and it was like the old school demo games where it was like the WWF wrestling. I think there was Spyro on there. Uh, I think there was like a Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, Tarzan was one of them. I remember Tarzan was like one of the demos on there. And um, so you would just play the demo mission out and hey, it was whatever. Um, I also remember the PS1. There was one game in particular and I haven't been able to find it since. I don't think it's a very popular one but it was like a army man game like basically you're based in the backyard and they they're like the little green army men and you're like fighting the uh i literally think it was called army men i think is what it was called um it was like a super fun game if i could find that game again i would totally get it play it well, let me take y'all back some of y'all younger listeners um, i don't know how much of our audience really is younger listeners i think most of them are our age so 
if you're a younger listener or if you're our age, this will take you back. But uh, actually, in Walmart and in Target, they used to have, uh, in the video game section, they used to have, like, TV screens, and they would have, like, demo video games. And so, like, you could get on there, and you could hop on, and you could, like, test out a certain video game to see if you want to buy it. And without fail, I'm sure everyone er everywhere always went through this. You would be playing this video game, and there would always be that kid that would be like, oh, yeah, I played this game before. Let me get you past this level. And you'd be like, okay, and then they kick you off the video game, and they and I'd be like, hey, can I can I get it back down? They'd be like, nope. They'd be like, I'm playing now, and you're like, what the heck? But back in the day, like back, I'd say around maybe 2002 to like 2009, they made like a, a video game for everything, like any movie that came out. Like I remember there was like a. Uh, like a uh, what was it called Shark Tale video game? There was like a Lord of the Rings video game. There was like a video game for everything. Now, Micah, how about you tell them the worst video game we've ever played? And this we actually played this game like maybe two years ago. It's the worst video game ever made. I promise you, it's terrible. We were in Walmart, and there's a little section of Walmart where they have you know the very on sale video games, and they had PBR bull riding. And so we're sitting there thinking, or at least I'm sitting here thinking, it was like what was it like 15 bucks or something like that and um chris and i liked bull riding back in the day like we've talked about before in the show we you know we did a little bit of it we watched pbr we were even doing fantasy bull riding where you'd pick the bull riders and the bulls anyways so we thought okay we're gonna buy this game like we'll make some bull riders and even if it's goofy it's only 15 bucks that was the worst game ever like there was only two game modes and it was you could just ride in one event and you had to pick what bull rider you wanted and it would just take you through the thing. And literally it was, you just navigated the joystick to stay on it. And it was fairly easy to stay on for eight seconds total. And then the second game mode was like a career mode, but you couldn't create your own player at all. You like, you had to create one of the other bull rider or like play as one of the other bull riders and it was, the graphics were terrible. Like, the whole thing was just, there's, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, fun story. I actually got in trouble um, one time because I sneaked a video game that I wasn't supposed to sneak. And I was, like, 17 at the time, okay? And uh, I'm, sh I'm calling my brother out because he was the one who ratted me out. Um, and this video game was not that bad. It was called Gun. Uh, it was, like, kind of like, what's Red Dead Redemption is now. It was like a Western-style game, and I got it, and I knew because it was, like, rated M that my mom would not let us have it in the house. And um, one day, I don't know what it was. I must have, like, made my brother mad or something, and I just remember he read on me. He said, he said Mom, Christopher's hiding, uh, hiding a mature video game in the house. And my mom was like, Christopher, you know we don't have that stuff in our house. And I was just like, oh, dang it. So I was caught. Uh, but anyways, as we are about to wrap up this segment, I'll give you one minute to name your favorite video game playing that you played growing up and why. Let's do another thing. You ready for this? Let's, let's change it up. I'm going to match your question with a question. You're going to be on a desert island and you can take... Whatever console you want with you, it's not a question of console. But you can pick two video games and a board game. What are you taking? Uh, dang it, I'm gonna take, I guess, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I'm gonna take, uh, NFL Madden 05. 
with Donovan McNabb on the cover. That's what I'm taking, and my board name board game is. I guess I'll take checkers because I guess I'll play against myself because with a board game, you play with other people. So I guess I'll take checkers and I'll just play with myself. All right, your turn. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely thinking Red Dead Redemption 2. And then I'm thinking probably a Madden of some sort too or a sports game of some kind. Um. Because at least with sports games, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking you're on an island. We don't know how long we're going to be out here, if it's forever. You know, I could play seasons and seasons and seasons of stuff, and it's fine, and it's always changing. Um, so probably probably that. And then board game-wise, since I'm probably going to go crazy being on this island only playing Red Dead and a Madden of some sort, I'm going to bring the game of life, and I'm going to pretend I'm different people all around the board. Yeah, you're definitely going to go crazy. Anyways, uh, that was our donut hole. Our next segment is what fries my donuts. So, Michael, you know what fries my donuts? What fries your donuts, man? These are a type of people that fry my donuts, and they are people that do not know how to let go. They are stuck in their glory days of their past, like the times – their best times are like their times in high school or you you all know those people who are still like trying to hold on to their youth like from the 80s or like me and Micah call it the Drake Bell effect because if you look at Drake Bell from Jake and, Drake and Josh, if you look at him 15 years ago when he was doing the show and you look at him now like nothing has changed. His music hasn't changed. His style hasn't changed. You know all those people that are like stuck in an era. It's almost like Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite who was like, man, if I could just go back to 82 and those were the best years. And I hate those people who are always like, yeah, they basically like peaked in high school and those are like their best fondest memories of the high school football team and the high school football game it's like yeah those times are great but like what about the memories you're making now and i'm just like bro like just give it up like you need to know when to quit and there are a couple people that come to my mind i won't name them but it's like their music hasn't changed they've been making the same kind of music uh and they they still have their hairstyle or sideburns or whatever they're trying to hang on to. And we were like, bro, just let it go. I totally get you. Just let it go. Well, and then I've got another person that comes to mind. Of course, like I said, we're not naming names. But, I mean, he still goes back to his high school and hangs out. And it's, I mean, we're nearing, I'm trying to think, I'm like at eight, nine years. And he graduated the same year. So, you know, and he's hanging out with, like, current high schoolers. And you could tell, like, he misses those days. And, I mean... I, I get it to kind of an extent, but not that that far. Like, once I left high school, I never really looked back. It was one of those things of I was glad to be out in the you know the real world and be able to do my own thing, have that freedom. So I, I never really looked back. So I, I guess my biggest thing is I, I just really don't understand that sort of mentality or that sort of thought process. Well, what annoys me is, like, they, like – they, like, try to use it as, like, a, and it's sad because it's, like, their biggest accolade because they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, when I was in high school, I broke the record for this and this and this, and it's, like, and then they haven't, like, done anything since. And then, like, I get it. You haven't made much of your life since high school. 
or people that are like, yeah, these are the good good old days. And it's like, yeah, those are the good old days, but we need to make more memories. We need to keep moving forward, keep moving ahead. And Cat Williams, man, you should go check out his stand-up. But he says, he was like, man, he was like, if you, he was like, I don't, he's like, I'm going to change the verbiage because I can't say what he actually want to say, say on the, uh, of the podcast i know i'm killing the bit but he's like he's like man i don't even mess with dudes that doing the same thing that they doing 10 years ago he's like if you're doing the same thing as you was doing at your birthday last year he said i ain't even gonna go he's like i want to meet with people that are moving forward and i feel what he's saying because i'm like bro like you can't just be stuck in them glory days like you know and me and michael like to talk about the good old days but we also like we also make memories like now too like we can go and we could you know, laugh about a memory that we had like a year ago or six months ago. It's like, you have to make those steps in moving and moving forward. And so people like that, I'm just like, bro, just like, give it up. Like, just, just stop. Well, and something else too, we talk about good times and things like that, but uh, I think I could speak for Chris with this. We wouldn't want to go back to those times. We, We wouldn't. Yeah, we had fun, but at the same time, you know, we 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 I don't want to go back. Wouldn't want to go back and do any of that. Um, like I like my life now, and I like the ability to be able to go and you know enjoy our time and do something, do something crazy, and make more stories for the future to look back on and enjoy as we continue to have uh, fun trips or whatever, you know. Exactly. So for those people. It's time to let it go. It's time to let the sideburns die. It's time to change up the sound of the music. I'm all about making music, but you can tell the musicians that stay relevant and stay like up with it are those that change their sound to like match with the times. Like I, I get it. Like Michael Jackson and stuff has like a certain sound, like '80s famous for. But he kept up with the times. Like you, you know, Michael Jackson's '70s isn't the same music as Michael Jackson '90s. He kept up with the sound, just as an example. So those artists that keep up with the sound and that aren't trying to do the same sound from 15 years ago. I mean, yeah. But anyways, I've spent enough of that. But do you got anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? One, one other side note. You know who's really, really good at and I, I wasn't expecting this, you know, I wasn't like a really big Lady Gaga fan, like back in the day, and I don't really like her pop stuff, but she can sing jazz really well, like I watched that Tony Bennett special with her, and I mean, she's, she was like really good, like really good, but it was, you know, it was interesting to see, but I mean, that just shows talent, you can sing in multiple venues and be good you know old type of guy to watch tony bennett and lady gaga on pbs they are the you are the viewers like you that's what you that's that was when you said that you're like oh yeah i watched that lady gaga on the on the channel with tony bennett singing i was like bro that is probably one of the most old person things you ever said to me i was like did he really just say that but Anyways, I know you watch. I know you watch PBS all the time. I know you do. Hey, what can I say, man? I sent in my twenty-five bucks. I got my complimentary tote bag. Life's good. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, we'll make sure to take you to Antique Roadshow next next time. But anyways, <laughs> our next segment is uh, our mystery donut, which is our improv segment. So uh, this week we're gonna play a game, and this game is the ABC game. So how this is gonna work is uh, I will start or Michael will start a sentence with A and then I'll follow up with a sentence with B. He'll follow up with a sentence with that starts with C. 
um, and so on and so forth. Uh, and we're going to make the theme Easter theme since we're just coming off of Easter. Uh, so, Micah, are you ready? I'm ready. Mike. Okay. okay. Uh, I'll start. All these peeps are going to need to go to the trash because nobody likes them. Before you go, you better throw them out. Can I get a trash bag so I can throw them out? Don't talk to me like that. Excuse me, you better watch your toe when you're talking to me, mister. Forget your name. We need the potato salad on the table right now. Give me the trash bag so I can get these stupid peeps out of here. How am I supposed to take that from you? I told you. Use your hands, both of them. Just take the peeps to the trash like we've been talking about. Killing me over here with these stupid peeps. I already told you to clean them up. Listen, this Easter is not going as planned. The pastor's already mad. We've gone through three services. Nobody's eating the peeps. We don't have the budget for this. Man, forget about these stupid peeps and help me pass out the communion cups. Negligence is what I call that. Obviously, you've never worked at Easter here before. Put yourself to good use and throw the dang things out. Quietly remove yourself out and go help with the nursery, because you're acting like a child right now. Really? I'm acting like a child right now. Shut your freaking mouth. Tell me to shut my mouth. Unfortunately, we're going to have to call the police and escort you out of the building on Easter Sunday. Very well. Do it then. Well, I got the cops on speed dial. Xylophone. Myself to jail. You are obviously cheating at this game by using xylophone as the X letter. Zebra. Because I'm striped. Okay. All right. That was our uh, ABC game. I don't know why you chose to use zebra. I would have said zip it or something like that but anyways that was our abc game and it is almost time for us to take this donut box podcast out to the trash but before we do that we have our eclair which is our positive advice and mike i'm gonna let you go first all right so my eclair for this week is to remain calm and just let the storm around you fuel you but don't let it get under your skin I know it's really easy at times to let things get under your skin. There's a lot of times you just want to blow up. But something I want to remind everybody, it's a small world. And your actions sometimes in the heat of moments can really mess you up for opportunities that come about later. So just be very careful. Be careful what you say. If you get really angry, you know, it's actually okay to be angry. I think that's one of the misnomers in our society. A lot of people say that, you know, being angry is not okay. It's totally fine to be angry. It's how you react in the anger. That's the biggest thing. So just if you're angry, if you're feeling not so great, you know, conduct yourself in a good way because, you know, there may be opportunities on the other side. And the way you react to um, these down times now may really affect you in the future. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, mine ties right into yours, and mine is uh, to be patient with yourself. Um, it's so easy at times to get frustrated at ourselves and be like, man, I'm not where I want to be or I'm not uh, going you know, 
where I should be. And, you know, there are going to be times to where you get upset with yourself, but you need to give yourself grace. Just like we uh, give other people grace, we need to give ourselves grace sometimes. You know, for me, I'm in the middle of a career change, uh, and I it's it's I'm frustrated with myself because I'm not, you know, doing everything at the level I should be. And I'm like, wait, I got to remember, hey, it's only my first week and I get my got to give myself grace. And even though I'm doing what what I love, you know, now um, I still get frustrated with myself. And so you got to be patient with yourself. I mean, growth takes time. You know, learning things takes time. And so it's it's okay to, you know, to want to be better and to want to do better. But don't you know, don't beat yourself up because sometimes we're our own worst critics and sometimes we wouldn't talk to other people the way that we would talk to ourselves. So be patient with yourself. Um, things will happen. Things will come. But yeah, just be patient with yourself. You know, the saying Rome was not built in a day, you know, it, it comes about for a reason. I mean, it's all about building the foundation first. Make sure you have a good foundation and just keep on building from there. But that was our eclair for the week. Um, just want to tell you guys, first and foremost, we want to congratulate Chris here on the on the channel on his career change and his new job. Good for you, Chris. Glad you're happy, buddy. Thanks, man. And uh, I'm, I know where you're about to go, but I want to introduce it. Um, man, y'all, Micah has been working really hard on updates for the website. And we, I mean, it's not like a relaunch of the website, but we have a lot of new things that we've added uh, to the website. Um, and I'll just go off and say uh, Trash Can TV is, is named Trash Can TV because, like, we have a vision of where we want to go and uh, what we want to do. And, like, uh, I'll let Micah explain to you what's happening with the website and how that ties into the name of Trash Can TV. So take it away, Micah. So when we started this podcast, it was to be a stepping stone into um, something bigger. And Trash Can TV is, we want it to eventually be a, somewhat of a streaming service, but we've been able to start it as of, you know, here in a few days, we'll be able to be having these streams happen. So that's one of the biggest changes that's coming to the website is we're actually going to have a streaming section where we're going to have shows for free that all of you can watch. And, you know, it's, I'm really excited about it. You know, I put together some of these, uh, some of these shows myself and are actually all the shows myself, but I, you know what I'm planning on doing? I'm planning on watching all of them because <laughs> that's the whole reason I put them together for the most part is because, uh, stuff I would love to watch and, um, I'm going to be watching it when it launches. I'll tell you that much. So the idea behind Trash Can TV is one streaming service where you can watch all of your trashy TV shows. So think about it. Jerry Springer, Bory, Eye for an Eye, um, you know, Cheaters, Cops, like all the shows that you would want to watch. Like just the trashy shows, they're all in one place because think about it. Netflix has their streaming service. Hulu has theirs. But we want to have our streaming service where we stream nothing but trash TV. That's why it's called Trash Can TV. Um and I'm sure y'all were wondering, why they call it Trash Can TV? Uh, no, we just didn't pick a random uh, thing in the house. But uh, Micah put together those shows, so I think there's uh, Cheaters on there. There's Cops. There's Eye for an Eye. There's World's Strongest Man. I think Bible Man's on there. Uh, go check out Bible Man. But, uh, yeah, Micah worked really hard on putting all these shows on our website. So, And uh, tell them actually how you can watch multiple uh 
multiple episodes of a certain show. So they're put into playlists, and um, on the website, once it does launch, there'll be a little bit of instruction on how to do it, but uh, essentially you'll be able to click the top right-hand corner of the video um, that you're watching, or whatever show you're watching, and you can pick any of them on the list. So you can go through any episode of the list that you want to go through. Um, so that's a good little feature. You can binge watch them, watch them straight through. They auto play through, so you can start watching and keep going if you want. Um, it, it's it's really cool. And then of course we have all of our podcast um, items on there too. So if you ever miss an episode or need to catch up, it's on there as well. Um, but we've got a lot of good things coming uh especially the streaming service it there's a decent amount there but we're going to continue to keep growing on there which is really exciting yep so go and check that website out that's tvtrashcan.com tvtrashcan.com be looking for those changes and you know me and micah have big things coming we have a lot of ideas a lot of things coming and this podcast this is the first stepping stone we're committed to you guys so the podcast is not something that's going to go away it's something that we're going to continue to do um but yeah we're you're so excited so go and tell your tell your friends tell everybody um and just blast us out there uh we we want more of you guys to interact with us y'all been doing such a great job and it's only been not even six months so we appreciate all the support uh so we're about to sign off so you want to sign off micah let's sign off hey tvtrashcan.com it's gonna be good guys we're gonna have that streaming service you get tv for free baby all right y'all have a good week i'm micah and i'm chris and we are out y'all check out the website trash can nation trash can nation